ML Nation, episode 513. I want to be around people who are winning at the highest level because I want to get it done in, in the least amount of time so I can have freedom coming off the other end. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. This is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, a seven-figure, a year earner, David Peach. Hey, Dave, are you ready? To- David Peach was a chiropractor for 10 years in Minnesota, had a built a very large clinic when he was introduced to his current network marketing company. After normal business hours, Dave would then do presentations to live audiences of 50 to 100 people. And he did this for a thousand nights in a row. Okay, that's about three years every single night. Dave became the fastest person in his company in the US to hit the highest rank and hit the highest rank twice. He's a seven figure year earner for the last six years and has earned over 10 million in lifetime commissions. And he's got some real, I love his personality because he's got some real no BS advice for you all out there. He says, it is time to toughen up. So Dave, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share a little bit about, more about your background. How did you get introduced to network marketing? Well, you know, hey, Simon, thanks for all the kind words. I'd like to give you another 20 minutes to keep that up, but uh, I know we don't have that much time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got involved in network marketing uh, in my last year of chiropractic school, which was about uh, 20 years ago. And I just dabbled a little bit, but things worked out pretty well. And uh, I was able to pay off my student loans before I graduated which was a big deal. But unfortunately, that company I got involved with went out of business. So I just decided to um, start practicing chiropractic. And uh, we practiced for about 10 years. And then I got involved in my current company I'm with today, which has been uh, the last 11 years of my life. So getting back to your first company before it went out of business, why did you do, uh, you said you did pretty well. Why did you think you did well while a lot of people struggle? Desire. I was so far in debt that... um, you know, I just saw this as a way I could use my free time. And uh, I had a big network of people. I played football in college up in the Twin Cities where I was going to chiropractic school. I went to high school there as well. And I just thought, hey, rather than going out there, getting a job, making 10 bucks an hour or whatever, you know, I can tell people about this. And, you know, I just saw that as a vehicle to pay off my student loans. And that was the goal. And that's what I did. What are some mistakes you see people make when they first start off? They want instant gratification. You know, they have no idea the price that has to be paid. You know, I look at my life. I went to school to uh, become a chiropractor. So that meant four years, had to get a biology degree. So I went and did that. Then I went to chiropractic school for four years. I built three chiropractic offices. Each one of them took me about four years to get up and run. And I think most people come to the starting line in network marketing, and they somehow think that they have acquired the skills to get out there and build a global network of people, this big, massive residual income, and they're just kidding themselves. So they've got to think of what you can accomplish over a lifetime or five years, 10 years at least, rather than the next three weeks or three months or even three years. It just takes time to get your network in place, to learn these skills and to get thick skin like I have when I started. Now, you uh, you built a huge network. You said you had three Cairo practice offices. Obviously, you're entrepreneurial, very driven. 
Why did you, and things are obviously doing well, why did you go back into network marketing, especially after the first time your company had gone under and you built this, this huge chiropractic clinic already? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Simon, for me, when I was 18, I was playing football. I broke my collarbone. I was quarterback with my collarbone. I uh, decided to get into chiropractic. I thought that I started out pre-med, went to a chiropractor, thought this is the cool. This guy's an entrepreneur. He's got his own shop. And so I was very passionate about, you know, getting out there and helping people. And I worked really, really, really hard at my craft, not only to be good at doing chiropractic, but to building a large clinic. To do that, I had to actually, you know, I didn't just like say, hey, here I am, everybody, come see me. I had to get out there and recruit people to be my patients. The primary way that I actually did that was um, going to the gym, just standing there with my little chiropractic stand and just meeting people and just gaining a rapport, inviting them to come in, see if I can help them. You know, and I was selling care packages that cost a lot. And so I was getting rejected all the time. And so my skin was getting really, really, really thick. But the bottom line is I, you know, I went to school for eight years. I did it for around 10. So I had almost 20 years into chiropractic. And I woke up one day and I was 37 years old and I realized I'm not anywhere where I want to be financially and I have no life whatsoever. All I do is work. All I do is see patients. And honest to goodness, I just remember waking up one day going, I never have fun. I truly have forgotten how to have fun. And so I just knew that change was the key. And I think this is going to resonate with an awful lot of folks that are out there that are like me that spent an awful lot of time to go do something whether it's whatever career you're in, I had 20 years and it was very difficult for me to say, I'm going to cut my losses. I'm going to make a career change now because I want to come out the other end free. I wanted residual income. I wanted time and money. And I knew that I had no shot of doing that in chiropractic. Chiropractic was good for my patients, terrible for me in my life. Mm. So once you got started, you said you did a, a meeting up to a thousand people, a thousand straight nights. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. So six days after I joined my company, I made the decision, I'm going to do it. And so I had some uh, contractors come in, tear out some walls in my clinic. And I just started doing that presentation night after night after night. I told, I had seven front desk girls. I said, hey, after our shift tonight, go home, grab your boyfriends, grab your friend, just bring them back here. Let's start showing them what we're doing. And we just very organically built that thing up. You know, look, I know that all things are about momentum and about massive action. And I looked, you know, like I looked at the income disclosure statement of our company. You know, some people look and they see what percentage of people fail. You know, X number of people don't make any money. I did the exact opposite. I looked at that thing and I thought, who is the number one income earner in this company? How much does that person make? And I found out who that person was. And I said, I'm going to pass that person. And I found out I was in his downline. So everything I did was benefiting him. But I was swinging for the fence. I just study the habits of people who are more successful than me. If, if you're more successful than me, if I think whatever my definition of success is, if you're more than me, I'm all over you. Just like in chiropractic, I had the best chiropractic coaches. I used to go visit the best chiropractors in the country. You know, I'm, I want to be around people who are winning at the highest level because I want to get it done in, in the least amount of time so I can have freedom coming off the other end. So, yeah, I tore the walls out of the clinic. We started doing that presentation and I literally... I did it every single night for a thousand days in a row, except for major holidays. And if there was a company function, I went to that. But there was never one night where I was just sitting at home watching TV or going to a ball game or whatever for that season. But I literally get paid today, Simon, for behavior that I had nine, 10 and 11 years ago. So for those viewers that are watching this going, you know, can I get into a company? You know, do I have to be one of the guys at the top? 
Do I have to get in early? Do I have to do it full time? You know, do I have to have people placed underneath me from some sort of upline or some sort of advantage? No, I'm living proof that I'm just a person that got in, not early, did it all part time, went from the absolute bottom to the absolute top. It's there for the taking if you want it bad enough. Hmm. Uh, when did this happen? Uh, what year was this when you started doing these thousand presentations? I started in September of 2007. So uh, I love to hear a lot of these stories. What was the biggest crowd here? This is all done in your uh, clinic, right? These meetings. Yep. What was the I big- set up 77 chairs, Simon, and we'd have probably more people standing than were able to sit. You know, this being professional and all that kind of stuff, like this is no joke. There were nights where literally I'd be standing up there. It would be so crowded. People would literally be touching my arm as I'm- um, pointing to the TV, I mean, <laughs> just packed in like cattle. Not every night was like that. There was a lot of nights where nobody showed up or three ladies or, you know, like they're 75 years old and they're already in, you know, like all those things happen. But I was in and I did it every single night and I did the things that I said I was going to do. I said, I will be here every single night. Just bring your people to me. You got to remember, Simon, this was a long time ago. I was not on Facebook. I didn't have a smartphone. You know, it was a different time and we were just doing what we knew how to do at that at that moment in time. Were there a meeting? You said there was a meeting with three ladies. Were there a meeting that no one showed up? Absolutely. And what you would know, you do? Meeting, so what would you do if no one showed up? Hey, look, you know, I, I saw a lot of patients. So, you know, I had a very physically demanding job. We took care of an awful lot of people. I was the treating doctor the vast majority of time. And so, you know, I started off with a bang. We got up and we got after it. And we started in September and we were hitting it. And, you know, we got those meetings up to 50 people a night, 100 people a night or more. Bam, bam. I'm just going right through the ranks, just like a rocket ship. We get to about Christmas time. You know, we're getting to, you know, December 5th or that area. I'm going up there. I'm ready to conquer the world. And I noticed that instead of having 100 people, I might have had 40. And I go back the next night, there might be 45. The next night, it might be 30, then 15, then 7. And then I'm showing up and there's three ladies there and they're all 75 years old and they're all already in and they really just want to be customers, but they're just coming out with the social aspect of it. And they're like, Dr. Peach, we want you to do the presentation. I'm like, no, go home. I'm tired. Come back tomorrow. Bring some guests. You know, so I struggled with all that stuff, Simon. And so I called my sponsor and he said, hey, listen, don't sweat it. It's just the holiday season. It's just part of the deal. We'll get back to January. We'll get up and after it. So January, what do we do on January 2? I mean, we are locked, loaded, got our new goals. We're ready to rock and roll. I go up there ready to conquer the world, 10 people. You know, I couldn't get that mojo back. And here's another thing that really changed my life. I look at the effort that I put into my network marketing business from September of 2007 till about January of 2008. I had only earned about $11,000. And I had to step back and go, $11,000? And I knew in my mind I could take my little chiropractic stand over to the gym, go over there, recruit three new people to become my patient that converts, and I would make more than $11,000. So I really struggled with, is this worth my time? And I think for a lot of folks, that's something that they, you just got to get out of your head because, again, you got to think long term. So I actually decided I'm not going to do it anymore. I told my staff, you guys can use the office and keep doing the presentations here, but I'm just going to focus on the clinic. And I kind of mentally checked out. And uh, some of my upline guys came, met with me, weren't judging, were just trying to be my friend, got into my life a little bit. And what they said to me was that stuck with me, that changed my life is you can help more people over here. And I really started to think about that. You know, I saw patients for a long time. I know a couple of things. I know that stress is the number one killer. I know some stats. I know that 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck. I know that 45% of people uh, don't even have any income at all where they pay a federal income tax. People need financial education. They need to learn another way to earn money. And I just felt like, okay, this is something 
that's going to become my passion. I think that if you're going to do network marketing, this has got to be part of who you are. You know, like for me, I have a mission statement for my life. It's, you know, my network marketing business is a part of it. I mean, I'm a Christian. So uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ is number one in my life. Number two, my network marketing business. Number three, you got some money coming in now. Let's get that money working for you. And so I feel like I have something to offer people when they're in front of me. That's why I work hard. I get up early. I study. I hang around the right people, you know, and I do things from the right place with good intent. And that's why I think if you just do that over a long enough period of time, people will start to follow you. So once you kind of mentally checked out, you got back in, how long were you kind of out of it for a little bit after that January 2008, only 10 people showed up before you got back into it? Uh, you know, if you've ever been to Minneapolis, Simon, which I'm sure you haven't, because why would you if you live in L.A.? But <laughs> Minneapolis gets dark really early in the afternoon, and it's cold in January. And, um, you know, again, no Facebook, no social media. You know, my my system of communication with my team was there was a big whiteboard in my office, and it said <laughs> the name of our company, and we're doing meetings here, basically, you know, 7 o'clock every single night. And then I did actually on Saturday morning. But, you know, that was my communication to the to the field. And I just thought, okay, I cannot get the mojo back in these meetings. I, I'm going to do it again. And uh, instead of, I started thinking, okay, I'm, I'll just do less meetings. So I'm trying to get the crowds bigger. I'll just do them on Tuesday and Thursday. And as I went up to the practice, it was on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I walked in there. It was dark. It was literally cold. I was going to find an eraser behind the front desk and go off to the front board and just wipe it off so that when people would come in on Sunday night, they would see that hey, we're not going to be doing the meetings every single night anymore, just Tuesday and Thursday. And I know this is really weird and won't resonate with a lot of the people, but I, I felt like for the first time in my life, I was quitting something. I was failing. And I started thinking about that movie G.I. Jane, which is really weird, I know, but it's what I started thinking. And like, if you ever watch that movie, you know, Demi Moore is trying to be the first uh, female Navy SEAL. And, and if you are trying to be a Navy SEAL and you don't have the cookies you want to get out, you have to go to the middle of the camp and ring the bell. And I just somehow felt like I'm ringing the bell by not doing the presentation every night because I said that's what I was going to do. And so, you know, I just recommitted and I just said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up night after night. And I got to tell you, like nothing changed. Like it wasn't just magically all came back. And so what changed my life, I believe, was I had around 500 people on my team at that point. And I started calling as many of them as I could get their contact info to get them to one of our company functions, a big one. And it just happened to be in Las Vegas. So I, I'm thinking it's not going to be that hard to get people from Minnesota, which was most of my team was there at that time, to Las Vegas, get some sun on their face. There's lots of things to do in Vegas. So I very passionately called uh, people in my, in my downline saying, hey, I know you don't know me that well, but you just need to trust me. You know, I use that word a lot with people. You know, trust can be given, trust can be earned. You need to trust me. I've never lied to you. Trust me right now. Come see why I'm so excited. Come see why I believe in this so much. And so I would pour my heart out to people. And I got around 150 of them uh, to come to that function, to meet the owners, to see what it's really like, to be around the culture. And when we got back, I think I had around 11 families that were with me. And uh, we got up, we got after it, and we went out and we sold about 2,500 memberships into our club uh, over the next 90 days, allowed me to set all the records in the company. And, you know, I honestly, Simon, have been riding that wave now that from that event for more than 10 years. I mean, it truly changed my life. So is getting people to big events uh, crucial? 100%. I mean, I wouldn't be here. There's, you know, I've had over 225,000 uh, members join our club. A lot of those, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of people's lives wouldn't have been touched had I not gotten a handful of people uh, out to Las Vegas to see what this, you know, network marketing business is really all about. That is very, very inspiring. By the way, I have been to Minnesota. 
I'll share that story. I went to Minnesota one time in uh, February, still remember that. And it was like, I was in my hotel and it was in the afternoon, bright and sunny. So I figure it's, it's bright and sunny. You know, I think bright and sunny is like 70 degrees. And I think it's probably, it is a heat wave. So pretty, pretty warm day. I go out there and with wind chill, it was like negative 20. <laughs> that was my introduction. It's to the sea chill, isn't it? it I'll, I'll never forget that. Nasty. I'll never forget that. I know like the sky, what do you call it? The sky bridges. And now I know why they have that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, going to the events, it's it's huge. So when did you stop doing these meetings? That's actually what, I thought you did like a thousand of them. What was the day that we said, all right, because someone like you, you're driven and motivated, probably hard to give up, right? When did you decide, hey, enough is enough. I got it. I don't need to do them. Yeah, I kind of felt guilty of selling my practice because my staff had been with me for a long time and I, I didn't want them to not have jobs. And so that was kind of in the back of my mind. Also in the back of my mind was, People saying, well, he can make all that money and he can do all that because he does it full time. And I just love the fact that I could say, hey, man, I have seen a ton of patients every day. I'm running this big, huge show. I'm making all these chiropractors working for me, all these front desks and all these moving parts. I'm doing this and I'm doing my network marketing business at night. And so I like that part of my story. But uh, after about three years, it just got to the point for me where I was profiting more money in one month from my little network marketing business than I was actually profiting the entire year in my practice. And uh, I just kind of felt like, you know, look, you know, when your business is stable, you know, when you've got the right leadership, you like, I just got to the point where I knew it was not dependent upon me in any way, shape or form. So I made that decision to uh, sell the clinic. And, um, you know, thanks to uh, my network marketing business, I met my wife and now we have two baby girls. We have another baby girl on the way here in about a month. And so, you know, my life is just different now. Uh, you know, I don't have to live in Minnesota in the winter anymore, Simon, which is rock and roll. I and mean, we spent half the year in Minnesota now, the, the three weeks of summer, and then the rest of the year out here in Las Vegas. That's awesome. Hey, I'm going to get to my favorite question coming up. But before we do that, take a quick 30-second break to recognize our ML Nation show ambassador. Today's show ambassador is Lexus De La Cruz out in Philippines. Hey, if you want to be a show ambassador, all you have to do is share this broadcast. This has been super inspiring, and I will pay attention to how Dave is sharing the stories. Uh, All top earners are great storytellers. You can connect with Dave, share this episode, and at the end of the show, we'll randomly select one person. You can be our show ambassador, and we'll feature you on the show notes page for this episode. Again, so there you go. Congrats again to Lexus De La Cruz. All right, back to you, Dave. My favorite question. In your audience years in network marketing, what is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? You know, I was the moment where I almost quit, you know, and look, Simon, here's the deal. I, I wasn't going as fast as I wanted to. So for me and my company, I set all the records. I'm the fastest guy to get you know, from the bottom to the top. And I had feelings of wanting to quit because I felt like it wasn't going fast enough for me. You know, I'm motivated. and I, I want more people to be like me. And what I've learned over the years is I'm just going to take what people are willing to give me. But those nights when I would show up to do that presentation and the three old ladies were there and, uh, you know, Dr. Peach, do that presentation. No, go home. I'm tired. You know, like that wears on you. I, I just think that for me, it was a pride thing. I, I, I felt embarrassed that I couldn't make this thing work. And I think for an awful lot of people, that's really what's going on in the back of their mind. It's I just think this, I think everybody really truly wants residual income. I think everybody wants income that comes in higher than their residual bills. I think everybody likes to get paid for stuff they did, you know, a long time ago. I think everybody wants it. I just think that people are so concerned with what other people think of them. They let that just consume their life. And you just got to get over that. If you're doing things for the right reason, 
with the right intent. So I mean, like, I'm a believer, so I just believe that God is sovereign. He can make things happen in my life. I am not in control. He is in control. So I do the best I can, and I leave the results to him. So at the end of the day, you know, I just, I know I did my best. Let's talk about something about toughening up, right? What do you want to share about that? Well, I think one of the reasons why I was able to go and, and set all the records in our company is, and, you know, I, I did it in less than a year, but really, I had been learning all those skills for 10 years when I was doing chiropractic. You know, I used to take my little chiropractic stand to the grocery store, to the gym, and I would stand there. You know, like, Simon, you ever go to the mall and usually on the first level, you have the, the vendors and the people that are selling whatever. And you know that if you turn your head and you look at them, you make eye contact, it's going to be a woo <laughs> Well, I was one of those guys. I mean, I'm trying to get people, you know, to engage in the conversation. Then I got to find out, is something bugging you? Do you have headaches? Do you have low back pain? Do you have some sort of health condition that, you know, I got to try to create a problem? Then I would have to say, hey, I have no idea whether I can help you or not. Why don't you come in? We'll check you out. We'll take some films. I'll read your films. We'll see if there's something I can do for you. Just think of the number of people that I had to actually go through. You know, and I got tired in my chiropractic office of dealing with insurance and all that stuff. And so I just said, hey, I'm not going to deal with your insurance. you got to pay me cash up front and then we'll send your insurance in. If they pay you, rock and roll. And for a lot of people, they just wouldn't do it because they know that they'd go to some other chiropractor down the street and they'll take their insurance and pay their little copay. But I was a really expensive chiropractor and I didn't take their insurance. And so I was getting rejected all the time. In fact, when I would take my little chiropractic stand out in the community, I would have a goal. I want to schedule 20 people to come into my office because I knew that if I scheduled 20, about half would show up. Now, if I could get half of those people to show up, so if I schedule 20, I got 10 showing up, I would shoot to close 20% of those people. And that would be high if I could convert that many people. Because again, I'm selling a high ticket thing. I had a very high tech chiropractic office, lots of stuff going on. And so, Simon, by the time I had started my network marketing business, my skin was so thick from rejection. I was so, I mean, like people saying no to me meant nothing. And I knew that all things, I had to go out there and build this. You know, it's just kind of like people say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if this works. No, McFly, you make it work. You know, you got, you got the deal. Whatever company you chose, you get up, you get after it, and you got to make things happen. And you got to think long term. And you're going to get way underpaid in the beginning so that you hopefully can get paid way overpaid for a long period of time. But that's not six weeks or six months or even a year. It takes years to get your network in place. And like you can learn the skills of the scripting of the inviting and the closing and the objections and the promoting the big events. You can learn all that stuff very fast, but it's, you've got to grow and you've got to climb that ladder. You've got to start to work on yourself and become more influential. So if you walk into a room, people know that you're there. You know, it's the first impression when you open your mouth, do people think that you're sharp? Do people want to follow you? Do they want to bring their friends and family around you? Are they going to be embarrassed by you? So as you start to work on yourself and, and you can become passionate about what it is that you're doing, like you've got to have a mission statement in your life. It's got to be, it's not about you. Don't be a taker. What can I get out of this? No, you've got to be a servant. If you want to be the greatest, you've got to serve other people. You've got to do things that other people are not willing to do. Hey, getting back to that, very inspiring. When you uh, getting back to your Cairo, when you got twenty scheduled twenty appointments, half we show up, and what's the closing rate? You said twenty percent of those. I would I would shoot for twenty, and, and I don't even think I would even hit that if I'm being honest with you. So if ten people showed up, only maybe one or two will actually decide to hire you. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So that means you would come in, you tell me all your aches and pains or whatever's going on. I, I'd say, I don't know, I can help you. I'd take some films. I would read those films <laughs> and bring you back the next day and go over it with you and try to sell you a care package of 20 sessions for 4840 bucks cash. You know, so again, not a lot of folks are going to go for that, but I just, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I did. And, and I got enough of them to do it, but my closing percentages were really, really, really low. So I get in network marketing and I'm looking at it and I'm going, you get to partner with me for a couple hundred dollars. You have my cell phone now. You are in business with me. You also have this membership that we have. I mean, you have all this stuff, but I am going to work with you. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Hey, listen up, buddy. There's nobody like me coming in after me. I'm giving you a lifeline. You better grab it. And that's just the posture that I always have. You know, like I, I just have never depended on some sort of upline to do something for me or somebody else. I just have said, I got to make things happen myself. I'm the guy. There's nobody else coming in after me. So saddle up, partner. Let's go. Uh, talk about numbers and in, in the mall, because uh, people think network marketing is hard, right? So when you do a Cairo stand, how many people did you actually have to say hi to before you even get like schedule 20? <laughs> to all my chiropractic friends out there, I love chiropractic. The art form of chiropractic is great. To market it, not great. <laughs> I'd be standing there at the gym or at the mall or at the grocery store and people would walk by and go, I don't believe in people like you. And I'd go, it's okay because I'm not a religion. <laughs> you know, like people are nasty to chiropractic. I mean, it is inherently a no. So again, my skin was this thick when I started. And so I was selling something in my mind, you know, that was like 10 times less than my chiropractic uh, stuff that I was selling. Like if, if you're in your company and you're thinking, oh, I'm asking people to spend too much money. Here's what I tell you to do. Go get a job selling yachts for the next five years. Go sell something that costs $5 million and get all that crap out of your head because, you know, in most network marketing companies, it doesn't cost a lot to become a rep or a distributor, you know, to buy the product, whatever. I mean, if you're going to do both of them, you know, it's just like it's such a small number. And if that's a thing, it's in your own mind. I'm just telling you, like I, I send up an awful lot of people right off the bat, whether they're my patients or my staff or just friends or other chiropractors in town, whatever, because I literally thought this. I literally felt this. You get to go in business with me. I used to call all the chiropractors in town and go, hey, man, I know it's been difficult for you. And I'm not saying this to be a jerk, but I know it's been difficult for you over all these years to compete with me marketing wise. Because, Simon, I was all about it. I had marketing things going on all over the place. I spent a lot of time and a lot of resources to get people to come into my clinic. And I said, wouldn't it be nice to not have to compete with me and to partner up with me on something? We can do this together. You know, if we do this together, we can run this town. We can run the state. We can run this country. And, you know, I just was... As much as I'm selling my product, uh, I'm selling the fact that you get to partner with me because I believe that I had a skill set that I could teach that person, that, that I was willing to help that person. And I was going to help them do things that probably nobody else in town is going to help them do. Getting back to numbers, I'm thinking about the mall. I'm still thinking about that visual, right? You do the, you do a little Cairo stand. What was it? It would require 100 people to walk past you to get one person to come in? I'll just say the name. I mean, I built my chiropractic office strategically right across the street from Lifetime Fitness. If you've, and I'm sure a lot of gyms are the same. But this is a big gym. Okay, this is big. And so these people would walk, you know, all the people coming through there, the, you know, tens of thousands of members that work out there, okay, they would walk down this very long hall and there's a big sign with me standing there with my chiropractic stuff. They would have to turn to go down that hall, go to the locker room and drop their stuff off. So they come back again to go up the stairs. So now they've seen me twice. They'd work out, come back down the stairs, go back to the locker. Now they've seen me three times, come back down that hall, you know, to leave. Now they've seen me four times and they would see me 
week after week. I mean, Simon, I literally did screenings at the Lifetime Fitness every Saturday and Sunday for years. People mm. used to think that I worked at the gym. People would come up to me and ask me questions. I'm like, dude, I don't work here. What are you talking about? Get out of here. You know, I would be at the grocery store during lunch. I'm seeing patients in the morning. I would take my little stand over to the grocery store during my lunch break from 12 to 2 so I could pick up more people to be my patients. I mean, people have no idea what it takes to build something. You got to get out of your house. You got to get in the community. You got people, you got to get people to like you and know you, you know, and it's not like, you know, you're, you're doing network marketing. You're just going out to just pitch people. It's developing rapport. I say this all the time. If you brought a camera crew and followed me where I live in Minnesota and you go to the grocery store, you go to the bank. I know all the checkout girls. I know all the little stalker boys, all the girls that work in the deli, all the, the girls that work at the teller in the bank. I know all these people. The minute I see somebody that I don't know, I'm like, dude, how long have you been working here? I've never seen you before. Rock and roll. My name's David. You know, I just get to know them. And, you know, it's just be a nice person. They're human beings. Care about them. Remember their names. You know, this stuff is really not that complicated. If you want to be a professional network marketer, you got to get out there and you got to you got to meet people and, and people got to want to be around you. So be interesting. Mm. How do you get this uh, belief in yourself? Because you, you have a really good posture, right? Like you get to work with me. So if someone was struggling. Oh, because you have your track record, you've gone through a lot. But someone's struggling right now. What advice can you give to them for for them to develop their self belief? You know, I learned how to do all this stuff by doing chiropractic. Because you know, when I was in chiropractic, I found the guys that had the big practices. I had a chiropractic coach, and so anybody who had a big chiropractic office, I used to fly there, go there, sit there, just observe. You know, I was you know, this is old school, but I'm buying cassettes. I'm going to seminars. I'm doing anything I can do to be around the people that are making it happen. In network marketing, how much more easy is it now? I mean, Simon, look at what we do in network marketing today. You got people like you and, and others that are out there just pumping out this good content where you can just literally just sit at home and just learn this stuff. But I think one of the things that for the people that know me uh, that makes me go is I'm a disciplined person. I get up really early in the morning and I read and I study and I study lots of things about lots of things. And so I, I you know, I, I tend to know things about things. And I, I study things like the Bible because that's what's important to me. And I think that if you ask me why I'm a confident person, it's not me that I'm confident. It's more so that I know how it really works when I believe, you know, God is in control. I just do the best that I can and I just let him handle the results. I mean, what else is there? If I, if I believe that I was God and I somehow could make things happen, you know, then they weren't happening. Well, that would be very frustrating. I just know that when I read the Bible, it just says, I do what I can do. Then I'll just let God do what he can, what he can do only. So I'll just trust that. And so I think for most people, because they make money uh, way too important and not God, God tends to frustrate their plans a little bit to get their attention to say, hey, you need to focus on me and I'll take care of all these other things over here for you. What time do you wake up? Well, it all depends on what time I go to bed, Simon. I have a daughter that's just a little over four and a daughter that's just under two and a wife that's very pregnant, but early. Uh, I was up reading last night for sure at one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I go back to bed. I've watched my, my dad as a pastor. I've watched him do that for a, a long time, but I am definitely an early riser and I'm a prolific reader. And, uh, you know, I've just disciplined myself to do that. You know, almost, I was one of those guys that pretty much cheated all the way through high school, you know, but I got onto the real world and I'm like, Hey man, if I don't get my act together, life is going to be hard. I'm going to have to work in some factory or something like that. I certainly don't want to do that. And so I just focused and I just trained myself on how to be a distant person when it comes to reading, you know, Simon, I, I would say this, 
I don't have any music on any device that I have. I have listened to things that instruct and inspire for more than 25 years. I have just been pumping good stuff into my head over a long period of time. And so like I go to the sauna a lot. I'll sit in the sauna and I'll, I'll listen to guys that are, you know, uh, I can hear the music coming out of there. And I, I think, I always think this, I'm not trying to judge them, say I'm better, but I always think this, that man is doing nothing to go, go in the right direction. I always listen to things that make me better, make me more interesting. Hopefully I can add more value to people. And as I drive around town or as I go to the gym, it just has compounded that those number of hours is mm-hmm. just, I probably have like five master's degrees in business because I've been doing that for so long. They are very, hey, you've been amazing. And you're right. When we started the show, you said you can go for three hours. I definitely believe you now. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have to wrap this up. So these are really quick questions to pick your brain and you can answer them in one sentence, okay? What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Just do it. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Get up and read early in the morning. What is the best uh, best piece of advice you ever received? Trust God. You know, I mean, God is in control. You know, I think a lot of people just say that, just hocus pocus, but, you know, really that there is a being who is infinite, that knows all things, that cares about you, that loves you, that's in control. You know, again, you just do the best that you can and you leave the results to him. Amen. I love that. I love how you, your passion for God. God bless you. What is your uh, favorite prospecting tool? So say someone is interested in the business now, qualified prospect. Do you uh, do the tradition where sit and meet with them or do you send them a video link first? You add them to the Facebook group. What do you like to do? I think Zoom is the greatest thing that's ever happened in network marketing. You know, I, I try to do live Zooms. You know, if I can't meet with them face to face, they don't live in my town. You know, then of course it's going to be Zoom because I, I just think it's more personal. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox, Evernote, or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? The favorite app that I have is called Sermon Audio because all I listen to is preaching these days. So Sermon Audio. Sermon Audio. I got to go check that out. Okay. And that's a app, not a podcast. That's just an app. You can just you know basically you know type in all your favorite uh, theologians, favorite pastors, and you know, again, we all have a worldview, Simon. I just have a biblical worldview. And so, you know, my whole life stems from that. So I just, I want to get sourced in that. Then everything else will just flow out of that. Now, I know you read tons. So what's one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation? Well, the Bible, of course, Simon. But then, you know, uh, there's a book, um, I would say, by Rabbi Daniel Lappin called Thou Shalt Prosper, which I think uh, has a lot of value. He also has a book, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, called Business Secrets from the Bible. You know, it's about serving and it really teaches you. I mean, the last stat I heard is that um, the Jewish people are like 6% of the U.S. population and yet they own 68% of the money. So there's wealth principles that they have learned over the centuries. And in my opinion, it's just doing business the right way based off of trust and service. And so I like to study uh, their philosophy. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So like your contact list was totally zero. You didn't know your wife, didn't know anyone. Uh, you're like an alien that went to another planet. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Simon, if I moved right across the street from you, the first thing I would do is join every single gym in town. I would start with the most expensive, you know, the, the biggest one, uh, you know, because look, 
the people that can go to the most expensive gym in the town have some sort of affluence. They can pay the membership fee to join. They can pay the monthly fee. It tends to be the movers and shakers. And I would just immerse myself mm. in there. I would go early in the morning because the people that are there at five o'clock in the morning are people that are fitness people. You know, they're taking some sort of class, whether it's CrossFit or whatever. You know, they're trying to get in a workout before they go to their white collar job. Typically, if you go there in the morning, you know, it's moms dropping off babies. They got daycare or whatever. If you're there at noon, these are people that are white collar people that uh, have a quick lunch break. If you go there in the afternoon, these are people that have all been up late playing video games. Probably not the best time to go. If you go there from like three o'clock on, these are the working man. And so I, if I moved right across the street from you, or if I was on another planet, however you want to say that, what I would do is just join the gyms. Why the gyms? Because people go there over and over and over again, and you can develop rapport with these people. Not just one gym. I would have a membership at all of them. You know, you're trying to make people be your friends. Just be normal. Don't be weird. Play basketball. Take a yoga class if that's what you're into. Take a spin class. Go work out, talk to people. Simon, every day of my life when I'm at the gym, which I'm going to be leaving to go to here in just a couple of minutes, I make it a point to go see somebody that looks sharp that I would like to be friends with. You know, and if there comes a time in the future where I feel like I know that person well enough, well, then rock and roll. I'll tell them about what it is that I do. But again, I think that's the easiest way to build your network at the gym. Awesome advice. Hey, as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners and viewers can connect with you, Dave? You know, uh, to connect with me, just Facebook, uh, Instagram, my, my advice to you would be you need to understand and believe that this is uh, network marketing is a viable way to make money. In my opinion, it is the best way to earn money because if you're going to do anything in life, it's going to be hard. So you got to pick your hard. I just think that this one, you get to help people. You get to learn skills that once you learn them, they can't be taken away from you as you build relationships with people that are solid. Those can't be taken away from you either. But honest to goodness, having residual income is just the greatest. It gives you the freedom of you can live where you want to live. You can work when you want to work. I mean, look, we know that the masses of people are only earning, you know, I mean, I, I talk to people all the time. They're not earning, you know, even $5,000 a month. And I look, if you took network marketing serious in, in a number of years, you could for sure make $5,000 a month. So for the average person out there, I just think it's the best shot they have to live a great life. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with David Peach. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com. Go to the podcast tab and just look for David Peach. That's spelled P-I-E-T-S-C-H. Uh, and the show notes, all the nuggets of wisdom, the, uh, the books that Dave talked about, and also links to reach out to him will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So Dave, thanks for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation and Simon Chan here, Recap Review with a great show from David Peach. I love that show. Woo! Hey, go to mlnation.com and connect with Dave. Peach is P-I-E-T-S-C-H. P-I-E-T-S-C-H, Dave Peach. Um, so here's a recap here. Number one, he talked about don't fall for the instant gratification trap, right? Just, you, hey, if you don't have a bit of network yet, you need five to 10 years out. You need to see have a long, long-term vision. It's not, this is not a five, 10-day business or five, 10-week business. You gotta see five, 10 years and stop building on that network. Dave, he always, he always said, even when he was struggling, if someone can do it, he can do it. 
If someone can do it, he can do it. He always went after uh, number one. And even when he was struggling, he, he had done all those meetings. And then when he lost that momentum during the tough times, he talked to his mentors and he became coachable. And I think this was one of the things that really stood out. It's like his, one of his mentors said to him, you can help more people here. Right, we can. I think that's what I love about networking. It's like we can have such amazing power to help people, right? Because we we share we share things with others. Even doing this podcast, I feel like amazing power to help unlimited amounts of people. Because like, hey, this helps you. You grow your. You love the show, and then you grow your team. Then you start sharing it. You can help. We can help more people in this profession than in any other profession we do. And that's uh, so, so true. You can think about my background. It's probably, you know, think about what you're doing. Where can you help more people? Let's move on. A lot of things he talked about. I love the things uh, when he doesn't, when he's out there, out and about, right? He knows every uh, every worker at the store, every coffee barrister. If he doesn't, he's, hey, I've never met you before. How long have you been working here? That's a great line to open up. And Dave is someone like, you know, he has a thick skin. He's, you'll be talking about network marketing being hard. Think about the story he shared, what he had had to do, how many people he had to approach in the mall to get someone to go to, you know, schedule an appointment to go to his chiropractor, right? And even out of 20 people that show up, only probably 10% out of two people will actually go, will actually um, pay him money. And he had to go through thousands to get those 20 people to commit. So uh, one line that was good, I like, he said, you need to trust me. Come see why I'm passionate about this. So I'm so passionate about come, you got to trust me, right? A lot of you are scared to say that. You got to trust me. And because you got to have a go, like, I'm not going to see whether this will work. I will make it work. Make it happen. Toughen up and make it work. Not see if it ever works. So it goes back. You got to have a mission statement. You got to be clear where you're going. And having posture is, you know, David's tremendous posture. It's like when he's talking to a prospect, he's got something to help that person, right? He's got a lifeline to help that person. The prospect benefits, not you. It's posture, right? And they get to partner with you. So that is huge, right? It's not like you, you know, you can get them your business. Hey, they. If they don't work with you, it's the, I always have a saying, it's their loss. Or it's not your loss, it's their loss if they say no to you. If you have any type of objection in network marketing, it's so whether your product is too expensive and no one knows, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. And I love what he said, you know, um, talk about if it's something that's hard to sell, something that's hard, hey, look at network, uh, look at his chiral, promoting his chiral clinics, way, way, way harder. Or products are too expensive. <laughs> Go try selling a yacht, way, way, way more expensive than that. And Dave, you know, is a serious student, invests in himself, he invests in coaching, and that's why he is where he is today. So awesome show. I think he's the number one, number two incomer in this entire company. Hey, great show. David Peach, go reach out to him, uh, follow him online. You can go to mlnation.com, just click on the podcast tab. It's right there. Hey, if you like these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much. I'm Simon Chan. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of ML Nation. And remember, We're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession. 